0: Are you ready? Amigo? See. Sí. Hello everyone and welcome to the W2 Amigos podcast where we talk about passive investing, real estate, and all the money moves you can make while working your W2 so you can establish your financial freedom. Here to talk about the W2's journeys your host and amigos Nick Coulter and Xavier Marin. Nick, what's up man? What are we talking about today?
1: Yeah. So we're doing part two of our how to be the best W2 employee you can be today. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about networking, both internal and external to your company that you might be working for now, maybe the one that you want to get into eventually. Uh, We kind of just want to frame it up around how you can use that network to benefit you. A lot of people talk about the powers of networking, why it's so important, but I often find it kind of leaves a lot of people lacking on how to generate some of that network and how to grow that space. So we want to spend time today doing that as our next little part of our mini series. Yeah, we just want to get into it a little bit deeper. Hank, yeah, man. Where do you want to start? Yeah, so I mean, I think the obvious place for us is going to be to start internally with your network. We talked about a little bit of it on the mentorship side um, when we did that episode, but we we f- were pretty heavily focused on mentoring outside uh, of your current network within your W-2. And really it was focused around the real estate investing side, but we wanted to dive in a little bit more on how do you network internally with your company? So uh, X and I have been with the same company now for a decade each, and we really have built up some pretty impressive networks. And what's really cool is that network has allowed us to be in different positions. I know I've moved buildings because of it. I've gotten promotions out of it. You have done the same. Um, so we kind of want to start there and just talk a little bit about how your mentor and then also how your upward leadership connections and some similar folks around your organization can help you out.
0: Yeah. And then one thing we what I want to point out, Nick, before we dive too much into this is having the ability to network, having mentors, it's always great steps within your organization. However, it has to be in a combination with the level of work that you're doing as well. So I think like Nick talked about, we've networked quite a bit within the last 10 years with different roles and promotions and moved around because of our network. But ultimately it was the work that we put in to back that up. That really was key to our success. And I think when you take a look at from a mentorship perspective, it could be your boss or it can be someone that maybe has the role that you want to or someone that's kind of gone through maybe some similar challenges and background that you're experiencing. So I think there's different ways that you can take a look at like, hey, what kind of mentor do I want to have? Having a mentor that either thinks the same way as you, or has almost identical background, may not be the, the best mentor. You want somebody probably that kind of is a little bit different from you, right? Maybe view things differently from a different perspective, can give you feedback. So you definitely want to be mindful of who you decide to,
1: to go after as a mentor. I think... When we talk about leveling up your W two status, you know, going after more money, promotions, whatever, there is two ways you can use a mentor. I think the first way is to grow your skills and to work on your own personal development. That's kind of what you are talking about right now, X. It's like getting someone that maybe thinks a little bit differently than you has a skill set that you want to obtain. Go after that, right? I think that that's a super valuable way to utilize a mentor. The other way that I would say has benefited me a ton in the past I'm currently doing right now is if you identify somewhere you wanna move in your organization, could be a new role, work-life balance, more money, try to identify that team that they're working on and I'll give like a really specific example of what I'm talking about here in a second, but identify that team you're working on and then look at that next level up. So that hiring manager. So at the company we work at, there are 10 pay grades. You have one through 10 executives start at five, then they move to a six. That was a senior executive, then a seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. And what I did is I saw a team that I wanted to be involved with. And that team does mostly remote work. There are a lot of field, X field operators that are in this team that help design solutions, processes, and work on improving total building operations. And why I like that role is it would potentially be remote for me, which would be awesome when I eventually in the next year want to move down to San Diego full-time. But then also it's work that excites me, right? I like solving problems. It's something that really kind of gets me going. So I partnered with the head of that team. So there's like seven people that are at my level that are involved with that business. There's like 55 or 60 people level below me that operated that business. And then there's one person that operates at that level above me. So I went and sought out that person as a potential mentorship. It was really cool because we were able to meet two times before I actually met him in person again today. And we were able to have a status just about what his team does, kind of adding the value. But now he's seen the work that I've provided in the area that I'm in. So he's got that hopefully positive impact from me. But then also we're already starting that dialogue of like what that looks like down the road. So I'm not rushing any moves. I'm not really like trying to slime my way into somewhere, but I'm developing that relationship with that person that could help me get in the world I want to be eventually within my own organization, which I think is super powerful.
0: How'd you go identifying that individual? Like what within your organization were you able to pull up an org chart? How'd you kind of start the connection with that person?
1: (laughs) I'm not like super tech savvy, as you guys know, and X knows being the wonderful co-host he is. Um, So I actually used Outlook. So I was emailing back and forth to this person that I was working with that was in a remote level six position that I was uh, talking with quite a bit about some of the system designs and stuff like that in our site. And then I was like, interesting. I wonder who you report to. So I just went on Outlook. I looked at their contact card. I saw how they reported to. And I was like, oh, damn, I know this person because they used to be a really good friend of mine's boss. So I reached out to them. Hey, you know, I see you're working with so-and-so just wanted to give them some recognition. They're doing a great job, blah, 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 blah. So I kind of opened up that dialogue, started chitchat with them a little bit. And then I did the same thing, opened up their contact card and saw that there was this one person that was the level eight over the organization that runs this team. And so I reached out to him directly. And I said, Hey, you know, I've been looking at developing mentorships in this space specifically for like a niche, like I wanted to improve my like technical problem solving skills. So like we're talking lean Six Sigma, all those different types of things. I was like, I also need someone that I can partner with when I run into roadblocks for problem solving in my own current site that can help me cut through some of the red tape. So that was like my intro. Um, and then sure enough, His assistant emailed me back and was like, hey, this person would love to meet with you. We're going to set up time regularly meeting uh, and then before that we had to get to know you. Then after that we had one mentorship status and then I met him in person again today. So it was kind of how it's gone. And then today he was like, oh yeah, I'm going to send you over some documents you can review to help my team out. So it's interesting because he's already kind of leveraging me in that space to help him, which is nice because now I've got that like in a relationship already created. And all it was really was looking up people's contact information and in Outlook, which most companies use Outlook. If you don't, it's pretty easy because it's in almost every system who each person reports to. I think people use that to like talk shit on the, on their employees, but or complain about someone to their boss, but really you can also use it in the opposite way to help you out and make those connections.
0: I started talking to someone maybe about a year ago, and you know I think that approach Nick definitely it, it works out really well. The other piece is if you're doing things outside of just your role, you get exposed to more people. So for example about a year ago, I decided to join this program where essentially I was mentoring people like level four employees. So people just, you know, new to our organization that just wanted to understand like more what our culture is about. And within that, so I was a mentor, we had a sponsor that was a level eight. So I was building a relationship, not only with the mentee, but also with the sponsor. So over time, the sponsor and I got to talk quite a bit, kind of walked through my background, what I'm going after, what my goals are. And him and I clicked, and ever since then, right, like we'll have maybe like quarterly meetings and just really just catch up. And I found myself kind of thinking through like, hey, if people are able to just kind of do a little bit more outside their role, right, whether it's volunteering events, whether it's helping out with a certain type of um, initiative within your organization, you get exposed to different people outside of just like your your little circle of your team that ultimately can kind of help from a network, networking perspective. So I, I think that's a great avenue too to kind of build a network with other folks by getting more involved with things just kind of outside your immediate role.
1: And that kind of leads us into like the next point we're going to talk about where you can like identify where upper leadership is and like the different connection points that you can make hiring managers or whatever within inside your organization like almost every large organization is going to have some sort of landing page some sort of sharepoint whatever you know your site or whatever your organization uses to to make you guys successful and like kind of connect people at the company you can poke around in there and you can find out like where you want to go so i'll kind of like give an example specifically of what i've done i knew like i know myself i like people I don't necessarily like being an individual contributor where I just sit behind a TV screen or a computer screen and just type stuff all day. It's just not like where I find success. So I was like, man, I still wanna be able to help people. I still wanna be able to work with large groups and I wanna work on stuff that's exciting to me and that's like problem solving. So I identified those things and what I liked and then I started reaching out to folks on these individual teams to ask them, hey, what's the most fulfilling part of your role? And then I was able to kind of match up what they said with what I like about my current job. And then that led me down the path of where to look for these level executives that were above me to potentially connect with to then start to build that company culture for myself personally and make those connections. Because then when they have eventual openings, they could look in my direction and say, hey, this person's been reaching out to me. I've had good connections with them. And to X's point earlier, it could be as simple as like reaching out to them and being like, hey, super interested in like being able to help out with your team eventually. Is there anything that I can do in my current role that would help service what you guys are doing? Typically, it's not groundbreaking stuff because no one is going to assign something outside of their team that's going to be major, but it could be like a little task or a little support that they need. And then now you have that connection made because you went just a little bit of above and beyond. It's not like you're killing yourself to go crazy, but really it's going to service you in the long run because you can put yourself in a position to be successful with that team you know, in the future.
0: Yeah, and one one thing I'll add on to that, Nick, it's you also have to be comfortable with talking about yourself a little bit more. So we take a look at like networking or like upward leadership connections as well. You have to be able to share. Some people are like I don't I don't like being my own cheerleader, kind of sharing like my goals or ambition or what I'm working on. But you have to get more comfortable with conversations because you continue to network. Not only are you trying to figure out too how you can provide value to those to those mentors or to those upper leadership individuals, but also they're going to ask you like, Hey, what are you working on? What do you want to go after? How can we help? you want to make sure you're also prepared to answer those questions because ultimately in the, the day, you just need to feel comfortable talking about yourself a little bit more when you kind of get in the, in, in that space.
1: Yeah. And, and it, you'd find too, like it's, it's uncomfortable at first, but it becomes more natural once you build that relationship. I think for me personally, the, the time frame I struggle with the most is like that intro, right? Like the get to know you, the like small talk before you really start to get to understand like what you guys can do to help each other out. Like I struggle with that. So that's why I normally just send out like a generic email to them and be like, Hey, was kind of looking through X, Y, and Z notice that you're on this team. Would love to hear more about how your role helps support mine and vice versa. We can figure out if there's anything we can do to like kind of move the business forward. Not, not, most people are not going to shoot you down. Uh, in that space, so like that helps me kind of create a reason that the dialogue should exist. And then you do we'll get to know you or whatever your company chooses to do. And then all of a sudden, you're kind of off to the running with that connection with that person, which I think is is pretty neat. Yeah. So that's kind of all we had internally. I think the internal network is great and it can service you for your internal moves and promotions. But I think that networking should become pretty natural to you guys as you guys are progressing through your careers. And it should be something you're always doing, like you always got to be selling yourself uh, in that space. So now we kind of want to transition over a little bit into the external networking, because I think that is something that's super powerful uh, that can help a lot of people level up in their careers. Because unfortunately, there are situations where you have to leave your job to get a level up and pay responsibility or whatever. I've never had to do it. X hasn't had to do it, but we have moved across the country to do that, which I think is kind of a form of external marketing of yourself or external connections in your network. So you just kind of wanted to start there and then we'll, we'll go down the road of what it means to network outside. And of course, we're going to include LinkedIn in there because it's like the number one spot that that gets done.
0: Yeah, I think LinkedIn is a very helpful tool to, to utilize, right? So I think one, you always want to make sure that you build out your LinkedIn profile, you know, how long you've been in the company, what's your role? What are the things that you're working on? You can go ahead and post projects there. You can kind of share posts and different things like that. And based off your work experience, what you have on there, you do have individuals hitting you up like, Hey, you know what? I'm looking for X, Y, and Z. I saw this kind of fits your criteria. Are you open to talking? Or if you're someone that's looking for a new job, go ahead and make sure you have those things updated and you can go ahead and search and start conversations with recruiters. LinkedIn is, I can't remember what people would do before. Was it Indeed? Like, How did people communicate about their careers before LinkedIn?
1: I don't know, bro. I'm 30. I have no idea. I've had LinkedIn (laughs) the entire time. It's been crazy.
0: Yeah. and and I mean, thankfully we've been in a position where we haven't had to really leverage it a whole lot, right? Even though we, we love what we do, we love our job. It's something me personally that I always keep updated for the most part. Why? Because Again, you just never know. You can always start a conversation with somebody. There's always opportunities out there and not necessarily that you have to take advantage of them, but it's always good to have conversations. It's always good to just kind of stay sharp. And really, sometimes you can get so consumed on like what you're doing on day-to-day that you might lose track of like, hey, what, what else is going on within the industry? It's not only within the company that you're working on, but like what else is out there? And you kind of expand your horizon. I think just makes you a little bit more valuable.
1: Yeah. I feel like if you don't have your LinkedIn profile updated, the only person you're hurting is yourself, right? And I know it's awkward. Like I'll use myself as a prime example. I never really got super deep into LinkedIn. I had like it updated, but I didn't have like the best photo and my profile wasn't built out super well. And then I was in Virginia for two years at this point, and I was having a pretty rough go of it. X was there with me, so he can attest to this. And I wanted to get back to Southern California really bad. And I had expressed interest in my boss. He tried to get me arranged with some connections in the SoCal market uh, that we work in. And the general vice president at the time that would move me back gave me a pass at a role that was like horrifying. It was in a, a, a culture that was super messed up. It was a place I didn't want to go. And I turned it down, even though I wanted to move back to Southern California really bad. And then the same offer in that building, but just in a different area of that building opened up again. And they offered me a second time I turned it down and... I basically put myself on like the blacklist of like, you're not moving, right? Like I was, I was, I was calling Kaepernick out of, of this move potentially to Southern California. And I remember being like, Oh shit, dude. Like I'm fucked because I have nowhere else to turn. And so I went and like blew out my LinkedIn profile. I went in, looked at my coworkers, what they had posted, looked at X's shit, copied a lot of that over, put that in there. And, and really what I found was I got hit up then a lot more because of the contact and the information that I had in there. And it was crazy to me because I was like, man, now I have an an escape route. I could potentially leave and be okay because I have these connections made. Long story short, five, six months went by and it entertained some recruiter conversations to get back to California. I shared with my boss at the time and my senior HR manager at the time, like, hey, these are the routes I'm taking because it's clearly a path that I can't go. They asked me, hey, give me three months and we'll figure out a plan so we don't lose you at the company. I said, you know what? I love the company we work for. I'll give you guys three months. Sure enough, three months later, I had the assignment that I was moving to in Southern California. So like, if you don't do that kind of stuff, you're really putting yourself in a position to really be in a world of hurt if you can't find an exit, and that's like a personal story. I don't really share that a lot because it's obviously like a dark time in my W two career that was like really tough for me. But that's the reality of what updating my profile and then kind of just going out there and searching uh, for what was out there and available to me, and I I got a pretty good result out of it.
0: Yeah, and you just can't just wait and see what happens and hope that someone reaches out to you or someone offers you something like you 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 have to put in the work and do it. Update the LinkedIn profile, or also if there's something that you if you want to change roles or relocate whatever it is that like you need to start the conversation and you need to drive it right essentially how i ended up you know getting out of uh, leaving virginia and going a different path was i was like hey you know what i think it's time for me to do something different and um those conversations were happening i started having those conversations Similar to what Nick was doing, I was reaching out to some folks internally, kind of seeing what was out there and, and ultimately got interviews lined up, went ahead and got a job offer for that. And like everything worked out well. But if, if you think you're gonna be able to just kind of sit back and hope that things happen or someone brings you along and offers you these kind of jobs, whether it's within your organization or generally, it's rarely does that happen. Like you have to put in the time and the work. For you actually put yourself in the position to kind of take those opportunities there.
1: Yeah, and like, if you guys think you're not replaceable at your jobs, you guys are fooling yourself, right? Like at the end of the day, I know that sounds like dark and it's kind of messed up, but we work for an amazing organization, an amazing company, so much so that the only time I've ever looked externally was that time. And I've never looked back and I don't think I'll ever need to But I could get fired tomorrow, man, and boxes would still move. You know what I'm saying? I tell that to people a lot, not to scare them, to make sure they understand, like, you need to service yourself. I don't know what you believe in. I don't care if you believe in the afterlife or whatever, but you got one shot here and you got to make sure you're making the most of it, which is why this external network can be so important and powerful for you because it allows you to make those connections to put yourself in a better position to be serviced according to you. That could be pay, role, wherever you live, anything like that.
0: Yeah. And, I would say you don't want to find yourself in a position where you're in a difficult spot to start networking and trying to get everything set up. I'll give you guys an example. Like, you know, unfortunately, we're seeing massive layoffs right now across the tech industry. Microsoft's laying off thousands of people, Salesforce laying off thousands of people, Google. So then what you're seeing is you're seeing this influx, right? Of people probably going in there, updating your resume, like updating LinkedIn, like and then they're just trying to get that next job. As to where, if you're someone that kind of essentially already had those things lined up and set up and have begun conversations with other people, and hopefully it didn't happen to you, but like if you're in a position where you did get laid off, and you already had established relationship with some recruiters out there, it might be a lot simpler for you to kind of go to at least get that interview compared to the people that are just rushing to get in because you've already taken the time to build a relationship with those folks. It's the reality that we're in right now too, to Nick's point, we can be gone tomorrow as well. Like we, we don't know what's in store, but right now with the way that job market is kind of shaking out, like, yeah, it's it's in the back of my head too. It's like, all right, cool. If this was to happen to me, like what are some of the things that I'm already doing right now? Just in the event that did happen.
1: So, I mean, I guess I think the next thing would be like identify, how do you, how do you look to expand your network externally? And I think one of the quick ones that you can do just kind of knock out, it's like conferences and outside educational courses. Like that's an obvious answer. If you guys can do those, do those. I think those are great ways to make in-person connections where you can meet people face to face. I think it's fantastic, but we have the power of social media and LinkedIn is a social media platform. And it's like, you have a supercomputer in your pocket. You should probably use it, uh, in my opinion. So in LinkedIn, one of the better strategies I have seen used is when I go and you know you search up jobs and you can see all these different roles that could be a part for you, like remote work, hybrid, whatever. You can start to research those companies that are on there. And those companies, when you click on those profiles, it will show you who is connected and who works at those companies. And you can start to identify like who are the people in there, HR managers, typically hiring managers, recruiters for those companies. It's all tagged in there. On linkedin they're more than willing to talk to you because they're literally paid to bring people into their organization and that's i would say the first point that i would say is start connecting with those folks as quickly as you possibly can on linkedin to start developing those relationships
0: i'd also add start sharpening your skill set a little bit more our organization offers tuition reimbursement and offers a couple of other benefits if your company offers that take advantage of that you don't necessarily have to go back and like get an mba or whatever that may be but there's certification courses for like PMP project management. Like there's other things out there you can that can help you out as well. So you definitely want to take advantage of some of those things just because at the end of the day, it's gonna make you a more desirable candidate, depending on your roles and responsibility, kind of what you're going after. But it definitely is gonna make you a more sought out candidate if you have those certifications. So again, you want to take a look at not only getting yourself out there, but like what can you do to kind of improve yourself and kind of add more value to other individuals based off the skill sets that you have.
1: Absolutely. So what do you do once you connect with those folks? I mean, it's, it's, it's literally their job to to recruit people in. So you can always just like meet the connection with them. I think you'd be surprised if you connect with people, how often they will seek you out after that connection. Cause they know there's a reason you're probably connecting with them. I'm not going to lie guys. I get probably two to three messages a week now, just based on my role and the time I've been with my company about different roles and opportunities that might exist. I probably get like 40 messages a week about spam, trying to get my company to like buy whatever people are selling, whatever. But there's like some, good recruiter calls and and contacts that I've made in that space. So what I tell you guys is like, don't feel bad listening to what they have to say. Right. And I don't want this to get misconstrued because I hope, you know, some people from my W2 listen to this podcast, but you don't need to necessarily want to leave just to hear somebody out. I mean, I've thrown out some astronomical numbers. Like I got told a company one time, I was like, I want 200 grand to do this job. And they're like, well, we can't offer that. I'm like, okay, well, then I want to leave. Uh, but there's also no problem just like reaching out. Hey, connecting. Just wanted to see if there was any opportunities you guys had. Here's kind of what I'm interested in. There's nothing wrong with that because no one's going to put a gun to your head and make the, you take an odd job offer or even take an interview. You know what I mean? You're just seeing what's out there so you can see what's available to you.
0: That's funny. I've always played around with like my family and my girlfriend, like what would it take for you to leave your organization right now? Like quarter mil quarter mil if you're telling me you can give me a quarter mil let's talk like you know i i'm i'm listening um but but also and and nick you know we we have a, a close friend of ours right what he would do is like he he would interview at least like what once a quarter with like different companies mm-hmm. and he had no intention of leaving however he was just keeping his skills sharp he's figuring out like what's happening out there what his layout look like you know because I would probably struggle a little bit right now if I had to step into an interview outside of the organization, because last time I got interviewed was years ago for a different role within my organization. So if I had to kind of do this all over again, I'd be like starting from scratch, like, okay, what kind of questions are they asking now? I'm sure it looks a lot different than what it did six, 10 years ago. So if you're someone that's, I I think it was a really smart approach where he just kind of kept himself going and just kind of up to date on what's going on and had like four interviews a year, he never seriously entertained anything, but for him, it was like, Hey, if something does happen in your future, like I already know what I'm getting myself into.
1: Yeah, and it was interesting because that person did end up leaving our organization. And I mean, he probably had like probably 30 interviews at least over the last five, six years that he could draw on for that experience to then know what he was worth on the open market when he was ready to leave. And the whole reason he left, it wasn't because the company, it was because of geographical location. So he took the same job in the same industry, they ended up paying him a little bit more money and they were able to get him to the place where he wanted to live. And that's to me, a huge success story, even though he'd been with our organization for at that point, I think like seven and a half years. So, and I would say too, to people like this is the unfortunate truth sometimes of corporate America, the bird in the hand does not always get treated as well as the bird you're trying to catch. And and what I say by that is companies have a nasty habit of underpaying employees that have been there for a really long time. It's true. I mean, I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I am 100% confident that there are people that are currently doing my job in my organization with less experience, doing less productive work, less output, and they're making more money than me because they came in from the outside with experience and we needed to compensate them to be able to leave their previous company. It's the ugly truth. And it could be something that we have to deal with uh, when you're looking to level up your W-2 income like that.
0: Man, I don't even want to think about that right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know both of us, you and I both, man. I mean, I know we know there's people being paid more money. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why sometimes too, right? People... There, there's people that make a career out of like job hopping every two or three years because they're essentially seeking that that pay which is if that kind of person that you are you know props to you i, I think there's a lot of value too in knowing how your organization works knowing what they expect from you and also if you work in an environment where you definitely feel welcomed and things are really not that difficult like at the end of the day it's like hey you know what if I left here to go to another company, they're going to give me an extra twenty grand, but I'm going to put up with a lot more bullshit. <laughs> that's, I think I'm at a point in life right now where like that's not worth it to me. Maybe twenty four year old ex would have been like, yes, I'll do it for an extra twenty. Right now, it's like, no, quarter mil, I'll pull up with the bullshit.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if not, yeah. I'm, I'm good right now. Yeah. And and again, like that's going to be a decision you guys need to make, right? It all depends on your company culture, how things are going your current role, what your boss look like, what your coworkers look like. X and I are lucky enough to be in really good positions, but we've been in bad ones before. We both have. I mean, we were in a tough situation together for a little while there. And it was interesting too, because I would say what I would challenge people to do if they're looking to like expand their external network, pounding the pavement on LinkedIn is good, but don't become like spammy where you're posting like a million things and you're like, I don't know. I feel like that turns people off. I know it turns me off sometimes. And I've done quite a bit of hiring over the last like four years of my career um, into like executive and senior executive positions. You want to be someone that's active, but that's not like a crazy spam person. So like maybe you're commenting on posts, maybe you're liking them, maybe you're just thumbing through to see, maybe you're looking on the jobs tab to see what's open, what's available to you if you were ever to entertain a leave, but you should be active on LinkedIn, right? And you should have that career profile updated to make sure that you can be ready. Uh, What is it? It's like a famous like football saying, we stay ready so we don't have to get ready or something like that. Yep. Like you should be doing that, right? because it's really in service to to yourself you know we want to jump on here just to share that so I know that some of our advice was pretty generic because we can't speak to every individual situation. If you guys want to know a little bit more about like what we're talking about, maybe some of the nuance that we can help provide, you know, reach out to us on Instagram, uh, the W2 Amigos, the W2 Amigos at Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. Hit us up. We've had actually a lot of people reaching out to us recently to jump on the show. A lot of people reaching out to us with questions about different things that they should do. Like that's where we can help you guys like niche down a little bit, get more specific. Uh, But in general, we want to make sure you guys understand like part of being the best version of yourself your w2 job is having an active network both internally and externally to your organization (laughs) so
0: you're you're right there buddy
1: yeah (laughs) it's that that seltzer water bros backing up on me Obviously, guys, if you can, please leave us an honest rating and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. It's pretty quick. X and I literally were sitting there almost a month ago now being like, man, we're at a thousand views. This is crazy, blah, blah. We're at 2000 now, basically. So we really appreciate you guys continuing to show up for the support. If this is kind of content you guys want to see and you guys kind of like it, let us know, man. We're super active on Instagram. We'd love to hear back from you all about just kind of what you guys feel uh, we should continue to talk about. If you're trying to hit me up directly, you know me. I am the House Hacking extraordinaire down in Southern California. I'm at the five family on Instagram and TikTok. And then, obviously, if you're looking to get into a house hack anywhere in the country, I can help you find something. Uh, But then also, if you're looking more specifically in this market, you know where to find me. X, what about you?
0: Yep. You guys can find me at Xavier Marine underscore Instagram and TikTok. And like Nick mentioned, if you guys have any questions or trying to, you know, kind of figure out things from a W2 perspective or things from a real estate standpoint, hit us up. Like we, we love having conversations with you guys. We love sending up some time just for a quick chat, whatever that may be. Like we definitely want to be able to give back. So if there's anything you guys could think of that you think we can add value to feel free to reach out. We'd definitely be more than happy to, to help.
1: All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Peace.